Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friend Dale, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout. It's the only top 10 wrestling show that we have mm-hmm. on this channel at this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, so Larson. At this time. Oh, at this time. Yeah. At this time. At this time. So, uh, anyways, uh, last week, almost a week ago now. Yeah. No, a little over. Yeah. More than a week ago. A week and a day. Eight days ago. We witnessed. One of the worst matches in recent WWE memory. The main mm-hmm. event of Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. Undertaker taking on Bill Goldberg. Now, granted... Granted, it does it does appear that Bill Goldberg had his bell rung, yeah, pretty bad, yeah. Uh, shortly into the match, and even maybe prior when he bashed his head into a door, um, and that might have affected the, uh, the the general sloppiness after that point of the match. But still, it was pretty shockingly bad. Something tells me even if Goldberg was in tip top shape up here in the noggin, it still wouldn't have been a good match. It probably still would have been pretty shockingly bad. But of course, that got us thinking because there's been this sort of kind of debate going on, like just how bad was this match? It was very bad. Um, But there's kind of this debate, uh, just how bad was it within the context of other big, big matches, Larson? Yeah. We have to count down the top 10 most shockingly bad main events in the WWE. If you take if you go outside the WWE, then you you get a whole lot more bad. It's really bad. A lot of bad. So we're focusing strictly on WWE pay-per-view main events. Biggest company on the planet. So that's what we're going to. Focus on. Oh, wow, they had a lot of turds main event their shows. Oh, yeah, let's get right into this. Number 10. 10. The 2015 Royal Rumble match. So, this is the one that Roman Reigns won. Yes. Uh, primary, not because he won, but because seemingly WWE had uh, either they had no idea how badly his victory would be perceived or they didn't care how badly his victory would probably be received. Um, this was in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, the the fans in Philly are known. They're pretty smart, but also known to uh, voice their displeasure. Yep. Should they not approve? They know good wrestling. I mean, this is the town that threw uh, batteries at Santa Claus. Oh yeah, I believe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, they've thrown batteries. Fans in Philadelphia have thrown batteries at somebody before. Mm-hmm. It might have been Santa Claus. Might have been a player from another team. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, fervent vocal fans in Philadelphia. And uh, they were none too pleased with the finish to this pay-per-view, even with 
The Rock. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. And raising Rain's hand. This is hilarious because like I remember the the look on Rock's face, and it's immortalized here in this picture. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, the look on Rock's face right around that moment was one of of, of confusion. Yeah. Roman here, uh, he's trying his best. To put on the good face. To put on the good face. Of course, he last eliminated Rusev. And if yeah. Rusev had won that match, he'd have been the, the, the top baby face in the entire Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. Because he'd be the man who failed Roman Reigns. Yeah. But uh, it was it, we, we sort of talked before we were rolling. W- which one did we want to go through? This one or the one the year prior where uh, everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win, and they gave us no Daniel Bryan. Instead, Batista won. Number 30 was Rey Mysterio, and CM Punk was concussed during the match. It was his last WWE uh, show ever. Mm-hmm. 2015 did see Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble for a brief moment. Yeah. He, was, he came in about halfway through, was eliminated fairly quickly. And the crowd booed pretty hardcore oh, yes. on that one. But the lasting image of this one was just... And it's funny because for a couple of years... There had been, so Shinsuke won 2017, is that when it was, or 2018? 2018, okay. Shinsuke won 2018, at that point it was like, whoa! Somebody, everybody really wants to win one. But up until that point, it was just it was just a mess with Batista, Roman Reigns. Triple H. Triple H, I think before that, like Sheamus won or something. It was just, it was a mess. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, this was right in the middle of that. Yeah, they had a, a pretty long stretch of not really getting the Rumble right. They had a long stretch, yeah, it was really bad. Remember we did that one list, it was like, worst Royal Rumble winners and it was like a, like eight out of the last 10 years yeah it was yeah, really good it was really bad been, the, the track record of late has not been great yeah but no the royal rumble is usually something to celebrate something to really have fun with and man yeah 2015 really seemed to get it wrong yeah oh yeah rock should have won it that'd have been cool no russo should have won it that'd have been awesome yeah that could have changed things for him that's putting it lightly instead <laughs> he rolled up in a tank that following wrestlemania and lost to john cena yeah, but rolling in a tank, rolling up in a tank is Imagine great. if you roll up in a tank from the main event of wrestling. And won the title and Hell rolled yeah. out of that thing with the tank. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. Number nine. Nine. Roman Reigns versus Triple H at WrestleMania 32. Correct. Yeah, 32. we don't mean to necessarily pick on Roman Reigns during this countdown. This isn't necessarily a reflection of his abilities per se. Uh, he's putting putting some uh, kind of no-win situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially the another entry later on. There's not much he could have done to salvage that scenario. No, um, Vince McMahon, in as everybody knows, is, is a notorious micromanager. He's had this experiment going on with Roman Reigns. It's kind of on the downside now, but it could pop up at any moment again. Uh, but for the longest time, he was just throwing Roman Reigns into everything he possibly could. This, I think, had more to do with Triple H. Because here's the thing. Triple H can put on really good matches. But he's also known for putting on his fair share of long Boring stinkers. Yeah. Especially at WrestleMania. Is yeah. And I did, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is when Roman Reigns actually was booked relatively well. It was a short mm-hmm. period of time where the crowd was behind him. It was only a year after that 2015 Rumble we just yeah, talked about. Yeah, so uh, the following Survivor Series when, when Seth had dropped the belt, or Seth had dropped the belt because he blew out his knee. following Survivor Series, that match between Roman, Dean, Roman won, Sheamus cashed in on him. Um, and we said at the time that if anybody's going to help getting Roman over, it's going to be Sheamus because nobody likes Sheamus. Yeah. And it kind of worked to a degree because uh, there was a rematch where, where Roman punched Vince uh, to a huge reaction from the crowd. At some point in there, he destroyed Triple H. Again, huge reaction to the crowd. However, speaking of Royal Rumbles, they booked wrong. Uh, 
Rumble before this match, Triple H won. Mm. Reigns had to put his championship on the line during yeah. the Rumble. Yeah. Triple H won it. And, like, in theory, it makes a certain amount of sense. Put the belt on Triple H uh, and have Roman go over him. That'll be Reigns' coronation. The problem is... Triple H just couldn't help but try to be cool heel Triple H. Yeah. He was cross chopping. Yeah. Getting inadvertently or purposely the crowd behind him. Yeah. You know what? You know what could have what he this relates to the problems that we see today. This relates to to why we're we're exposed to things like Goldberg and Undertaker. Is this thing that we've talked about endlessly and a lot of people have talked about WWE's inability to create new big stars. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the Royal Rumble from 2016, when Roman had to put his uh, title on the line, and how what the out- the outcome was, the final two participants in that particular Royal Rumble were Dean Ambrose and Triple H, and Triple H ended up eliminating Dean Ambrose. You know why not have Dean Ambrose go over there, turn heel, whatever, mm-hmm. and then have him face Roman Reigns, and you have two full time young guys on the roster main eventing mm-hmm. WrestleMania as opposed mm-hmm. to yet another part-timer with Brock Lesnar or in this case another part-timer legend guy with Triple H. Yeah. You well, need maybe, young guys Maybe in they there. thought that Reigns going to Triple H would accomplish that. You have Triple H taking the loss to Reigns and, and Reigns will be the next huge thing in wrestling. Again, problem was several things. One, Triple H couldn't either help himself or was told to to actually be seem like the cooler option. Uh, as far as champions, we're just saying something because I don't want to see forty something Triple H as no, WWE champion. Neither do I. Um, but uh, a portion of the crowd was definitely cheering Triple H on. Um, and then also the match just wasn't very good. There wasn't a apart from the spear through the barricade, there wasn't like a defining moment for Roman. Whether that was mm-hmm. how the match was laid out or something on either of their parts, who knows? But it just it seemingly didn't reigns no favors whatsoever i still i still well part of it also was the build is when dean took on a central role yeah and roman kind of faded to the background a little bit and triple h and dean ambrose actually had a pretty good match and at roadblock, the yeah. roadblock yeah, yeah that was a really good match um i do part of me part of me does wonder if uh triple h not being able to control himself or to stop himself from being cool heel triple h was him maybe challenging Roman to get himself over to maybe find a way? Could be, you know, to 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 step outside of what he usually mm-hmm, does. Mm-hmm. But I still think that Roman Reigns. I think that the bottom line is Roman Reigns is a company guy, and whatever Vince tells him to do. I'm not sure if Roman is gonna, at the time, especially, was going to be taking those kind of risks. Yeah, you know, to get himself over. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyways, weird. match match was not good. No, match was really bad. Actually. It was really bad. Shockingly bad. Shockingly bad. Number eight. Eight. The Nexus versus Team Cena. I did put Team Cena. I thought about putting Team Cena on the notes, but you did it. <laughs> oh, what, was, what was it supposed to be? It's Team WWE. Oh, <laughs> that's Team Cena, fool. Get it out of here. It was Team Cena because like everybody else was eliminated. He pretty much destroyed the Nexus single-handedly. I thought it was literally Team Cena. No, that's it advertised as Team WWE. Oh, man, that's funny. So, yeah, this is the one where he, uh, he, buried, he single-handedly buried the Nexus. Yeah. Uh, Wade Barrett, uh, Stu Bennett. Tells this story wonderfully. Uh, if you can uh, take a look at his yeah, team, in- Cena. Sorry, to interrupt you. Was uh, Morrison, Edge, Jericho, Cena, Bret Hart, who wasn't even our truth. Yeah, and then uh, Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you watch uh, Stu wait, Stu Bennett, right? Yes. Yeah, Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett's inside the ropes uh, uh, interview. Uh, there's, I think, there's a short clip of it on YouTube where he specifically talks about the finish to this match. 
which uh, he understood, I believe, that he was supposed to be the last man standing, the the guy who goes yes. over here. Um, and on, I, I really do think that this was, you can pinpoint the make or break moment for Wade Barrett, and it was this moment. Oh, yeah. Even after everything else he did afterwards, the the bad news Barrett, which I really liked, but it was obviously just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, every, you know, his, his phoning it in with the League of Nations, at that point, he had slimmed down quite a bit. It was obvious he just wanted out. He had dealt with some issue, uh, injury issues. He had dealt well. with a bunch of injury issues. But this moment, I mean, the Nexus made such a great, great uh, impact. Yeah. First impression, exactly. And then going into this, even though they had them sort of going over Cena later and Cena had to join the Nexus, it was really stupid. That was damage control. It was. And it was, yeah, it was not very well. It was not very well done. Um, this match right here, uh, he explains it in his interview much better than I could, but essentially he understood earlier in the week that he was supposed to be the last man standing. He shows up, and I think it was Arn Anderson who said, yeah, uh, Cena is going to beat both you and Justin Gabriel uh, to remain the last man standing. And uh, Wade Barrett had to go track down Vince, and I forget, Vince just sort of you know gave him you know half a thought, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, again, it was just th- this was the pinnacle of Lowell Cena wins. Yes. The absolute pinnacle of it. Yeah, totally was. So. It totally was, and yet it, it definitely set back the Nexus because their debut was something else. Mm-hmm. And then they get in this feud with Cena. And then it's, it's, it's comparable somewhat to the situation with Bray Wyatt where Bray has his first major feud with John Cena. They had that match at Mania that if Bray had won, it would have made it been a star-making performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have made a star out of Bray Wyatt yeah. immediately. Yeah. And... Not only did Cena win, Cena won without compromising himself. Yeah. So he won the battle and the war. Granted, Bray picked up a win later on in their feud, but it wasn't the same. And the stage like WrestleMania, yeah. the stage like SummerSlam. If you really want to make a star, then you got to go all the way with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very that's 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 very reminiscent of a Hogan thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not only do I beat the bad guy. I beat him on my terms. I beat him on my terms, exactly. So, like, even if Bray had lost that match, but Mm -hmm. Cena had compromised his principles, hit him with a chair, cheated, cut corners, had to fight dirty, then he could have claimed a bit of a moral victory. Yeah, exactly. It could have actually added some interesting fodder to the feud later on, but it really didn't. Mm -mm. Nope. Moving on, number seven. Seven. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 34. To be specific, it's the WrestleMania 34. There are plenty of other ones. I mean, you can take a yeah, look yeah, at yeah. one of the, the Saudi show with the... Uh, yeah, that wasn't the main... The cage match wasn't the main event, though. Yeah, but yeah. But if you're looking at if it just at just Brock-Roman matches in general... WrestleMania 31 wasn't bad. They were telling an interesting story, that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that first terrible. one. Yeah, that was actually was decent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was bad. Yeah, um, Vince. Vince, had, he was clueless at this point. Yeah, at he this point, so it clueless. seemed like day of. They're like, okay, Roman, you're not going to win here after all. We'll we'll push on that. Uh, eventually, do it at the following SummerSlam, which is also not a very good match. Yeah. Um, but this one, it was it was a situation where it seems like both of them were loaded to the gills with finishers, mm-hmm. like they turn on infinite finishers on, mm-hmm. on one of the WB Two K video games. Yeah. And it was just it was just F five spear, F five spear, F five spear. Yeah. There was no drama. No build. Right. Um, it was just, let's see how many finishers we can dole out until someone can't get up anymore. And we were expecting this to finally be Roman's defeat of Brock. They've been building to for years. Let's just get it over with, get out of the way, and move on with this whole thing. And then it didn't happen, and we're just left to scratch our heads. The crowd dumped on this match as soon as the bell rang, especially once they once it was fairly evident they weren't going to bother telling any sort of story. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did nothing to try to get the crowd involved. Yep. Nothing. Yeah. 
it was an absolute train wreck. Yep. And the crowd was proved out right on that one mm-hmm. because it was it was terrible. It was just finish, 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 finish. And it was like, really? Like, are you that bereft of ideas at this point? Like, you it, you, you can't do anything else. Nope. Just, oh, go in there and finish, 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 finish. Yeah. F5 spear, German suplex. Because at that Superman point, punch. that was the, the build where Brock was, like, beating people with a single F5. F5. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then, it, you know. And it took five F5s to beat Roman. I guess that's the story is that it takes a bunch of finishers. It was a real, real bad period. And yeah. Yeah. And this wasn't a good match. And and their their cage match at uh, Greatest World Rumble was not a good match either. No, it wasn't. With a weird finish again. Also a weird finish. And then the SummerSlam match was not good either. But at least that was comically bad. Yeah. With Braun being involved and trying to cash in. But being completely, seemingly out of his element. (laughs) Didn't know how to do it. It was the main event at that Saudi show. It was the greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, that's right. That I actually believe, main event. I believe it, yeah. that was the actual main event. Was it? I believe so. Yeah, because I think they didn't want to send people home with uh, yeah, maybe the right weird finish that. to... I thought it was, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Braun Strowman won Yeah, last that match point. only lasted nine minutes. The Lesnar-Reigns cage match oh in nine minutes. Gosh. How long was that Mania match? I want to check real quick. I don't know. I remember it being very short. Bell was, was under 10 minutes? It says fifteen fifty five, but it felt it felt simultaneously shorter and longer than that. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, just more finishes. Come on, yeah. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I get why it was like just, just Lesnar's plodding around, you know, yeah. lurching. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number six, six. Uh, Diesel versus Mabel at SummerSlam nineteen ninety five. So I've heard a lot of bad about this match, and apart from the finish, I w- really wasn't that familiar with it. Yeah. I've seen worse matches. Uh, so I guess the shocking part about this really was that Mabel was pushed as a main eventer. Although it's not too shocking given the time. I mean, this is coming off of Yokozuna being the biggest heel in yeah, the WWE. Yeah, and also, I mean, the this was in the midst of Diesel's basically year-long title reign, and they were just putting heels in front of him uh, so he could beat and look stronger. Yeah. And, you know... Kevin Nash, he's a tall dude. Well, I'll say this about Diesel. He looked like a 205 Live guy, guy in this match. Well, you compared know? to his later work, yeah. <laughs> well, he actually had some spring in his step. He did. He, had, he he was running. He did that kind of jump over the ropes. He was he was selling yeah. that spot on the ring post. Mm-hmm. He sold the dickens out of that. Mm-hmm. Like He laid himself out. Um, we were watched a shoot interview where he was talking about this match before he started where he... he there was a, a move that Mabel would do where he'd essentially just jump on somebody's back while they were on the mat. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nash has said that he had hurt some wrestlers prior to this, including Rikishi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he told Mabel before the match, don't do it. Right. I guess he was already dealing with uh, back issues. Just don't do it. And uh, Mabel did it anyways. <laughs> and uh, apparently uh, D, uh, Nash said he had, you know, like, Problems like he couldn't feel his legs; he could barely stand up or something like that. Yeah. His legs were wobbly, and so he had to do that the 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 finish. And he was like, "I could barely stand up at that point." Mm-hmm. So the second rope clothesline, which looked pretty weak, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some rationale behind it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good match. Luger runs in, and <laughs> Nash Diesel, attacks him. Yeah, so like Diesel Mabel and him. who is Mabel's uh, uh, Mo Mo? So Mabel and Mo are attacking. Uh, the The ref is out. Uh, they're attacking Nash. Uh, Luria runs out, and then Nash like attacks him. Yeah. Even though then he starts attacking Mo, 
He gets him out of the match. It's like, wait, Luger was trying to help you, and then he just immediately attacked. Yeah, so Luger confused. just has kind of a punchable face. Yeah, I guess so. That's what I'm guessing. I guess so. But uh, no, it is. I mean, look, it's a really bad match. Yeah. But it's not as bad as you'd think a Diesel versus Mabel match would mm-hmm. be. Maybe that's the shocking element of it. Maybe, maybe it is. <laughs> it's not absolutely horrendous. It's not good. No, it's not a I good mean, match. It's on this at all. list, so it's not in any way a satisfying match to conclude a pay-per-view and i like that uh diesel had seen pulp fiction just prior to this like the afternoon oh, yeah, prior he had the medieval line in there in, in his, his promo, promo yeah. The match yeah exactly. it's not a good match but there's worse matches speaking of which number five five miz versus john cena at wrestlemania 27 this this is your main event of wrestlemania this should yeah. be the blow off to something huge. Like this would be a decent main event now. Oh yeah, it'd be a great main event now. Yeah. At the time though. I know and it's funny because I think the cultaholic guys, I think like Pachiti really likes the uh the Miz uh winning the the money in the bank thing. Uh like actually winning money in the I'm bank. I'm sorry, winning cashing in, in, cashing in the cash in. Mm-hmm. Cuz he cashed in I think in Orton. Mm-hmm. Um I was never a fan of him Mm-mm. and it wasn't just he had he had go away heat with me. Mm-hmm. I was like this guy is so not ready yeah. to do this. Yeah. Um and that was obvious and it was obvious in the outcome of this match, Larson. What happened in the outcome the end of this match? Uh well he won thanks to help from the Rock. And that mat, that that the end of that Rock was hosting. Mm-hmm. And it just set up the next two years of matches of for WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yes. And that's the issue. Your main event at WrestleMania should mean something. It should uh, be the blow-off of something massive. And in this case, it could have been the coronation of a fantastic heel. Totally. Like if, if Miz, if they had really booked something interesting for Miz as a bad guy, as champion here, to go over John Cena, which he did win, but Yeah, it was because all, it was all Rock, serve a different story entirely. You know, he had his, his helper, Alex Riley, there. Yeah. Um, well, the initial finish was double count-out. There was a spot over the uh, uh, over the barricade from the timekeepers area, mm-hmm. and it was a double count out. And then The Rock came out. I think it was an anonymous Raw GM restarted the match. Mm-hmm. No, The Rock read something was going to read something for the anonymous Raw GM, if I remember correctly, and then said, "No, we're going to restart the match." Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, he eventually that, that brought him down the ringside area. He dropped Cena with a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Miz got the win. Yeah. So. And then the just... Miz lost. I think in the next pay per view to Cena. I think the or the one after that. Well, the it was next a cage one match with John Morrison. Yeah, I think that was the next one. I think it was Backlash. Yeah. So yeah, again, Lol Cena wins. Um, well, eventually, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just it just served to set up Rock versus Cena for two years instead of actually meeting something. Yeah, exactly. At the moment. Yeah, and it's just and it, on top of that, just it's not a good match, anyways. No, it was like, not. It's a not good really match. a good match. It was not a good match. The Miz then was not the wrestler he is now. But what a shockingly bad ending for WrestleMania. I know. You know, it's like it, the writing was. You could just see what was gonna. Yeah, the whole WrestleMania was not good. No, it was the really bad. Had uh, heel Michael Cole. That was the Jerry heel Michael Waller. Cole. That might that might actually be the worst match of all time. It's really bad. It's really and it's bad. long, painfully long. From the beginning, I remember watching the uh, like fairly recently. We were talking about that. And from the beginning of like the segment, like the end of the la- of the proceed of the uh, match that was right before that preceded it, until the very last until thing we see, Stone Cold Dealing Out Stunners is a half hour. It's a half hour. They had to sit through a half hour, and it felt like two. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, moving on. Number four. Four. Ryback versus CM Punk. Main event of what is this? Hell in a Cell? 2012. 2012, yeah. You see that, uh, that guy there in the middle? It's Mad Braddock's. Yeah. <laughs> that was his debut. <laughs> That's right. As heel referee who cost uh, yeah. Ryback WWE Championship in a, a, an applauding, boring Hell in a Cell match. Whatever it had to be. Whatever happened to Beef Mode? I never see. I don't. I don't see him. Like, remember he was going to be Mad Braddock's or something? Yeah, he was supposed to be doing some independent stuff, but I don't yeah. know if he's been doing anything. What, what I really heard he much of him. Um. So yeah, this is just. This was the show, I believe, before Survivor Series when Punk brought in the Shield, mm-hmm. and that was actually exciting and interesting. Yeah. But then you have Ryback take his first WWE loss at the hands of heel, like heel ref with nebulous motivations. Yeah. Which they never like. He did a whole promo thing. And I don't remember what his motivation was. Because like Punk was distancing himself from from him, and yeah, it was all very strange. But it wasn't a good match even before that. Wait, seriously? Is this, oh, it's a parody account. Oh, well, I'm trying to find him. That's not him. Um, but it was a bad match. Yeah. No, it was not it was, clever, not creative. Only I think the only weapon used was a kendo stick or something like that. Do you agree with? Uh, oh, here he is. Do you agree with Ryback when he says he could have been the Cena guy? No. I'm going down a black hole of Brad Maddox parody accounts. Wow. So this says proliferated. So this one says it's the official Twitter page for your first fan source for the rising star, Brad Maddox. And then it said, follow the real Brad at Brad Maddox at this one. I'm not going to say what the name is, but you go to this one. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh dear. Yeah. I don't know. I can't find the guy. This one says AEW Brad Maddox. Oh my gosh. For role playing purposes. only. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Brad Maddox. Maybe going you should on look. Here. Was it Mad Braddox? We changed his name to post WB. <laughs> Let's see, Mad Braddox. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, people, people, people. I think I saw it. Tyler Warner. Oh, there he is. No, I don't know. He only has 124 followers. Maybe he he got off Twitter and went back on. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. It's all confusing. Anyway, Dude. this match is terrible. Ryback's not a good wrestler. CM Punk can only do so much. Yeah, this is a really bad match. We it's can, really bad. We can move on. Number three. Three. <laughs> I spent half that entry looking for Mad Braddock. Oh, look at that guy. Why does Luger, Luger looks naked in this because of where the lower <laughs> yeah, third yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Scott Steiner's got his junk on his shoulder. 
<laughs> oh boy. So, so what is it? SummerSlam 93? Three? Yeah. yeah. Luger 93. versus Yokozuna. Of course, this is hot off the heels of Luger showing up on USS Intrepid, right? Yeah. And body slamming Yokozuna during that body slam challenge. Yeah, there's a body slam challenge. And, and he everybody showed up thought, on, on a helicopter. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And this is Lex Express era Lex Luger. <laughs> um, and Lex. he seemed poised to take over for Hulk Hogan. And the WWE. Yeah. Um, to, uh, as this super patriotic uh, baby face. Mm-hmm. And it was all set up to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Main event for the title against Yokozuna. Yeah. Uh, neither of them are noted for their wrestling abilities. No. Not a good match. No. But the finish is one of the most bewildering things I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. So Lex Luger wins via countout. Yeah. And then the, uh, the entire... Which, by the way, sends the crowd into a, into a frenzy. Frenzy. The crowd's really into it. And then the entire face locker room empties out, comes to the ring, and hoists Luger on their shoulder. He's waving the stars and stripes. Balloons yeah. are coming down from the ceiling. They're Children celebrating as if yeah. he won the WWE Championship yeah. when he, in fact, won nothing at all. No, they gave him, like, an American flag. But yeah. You can get that at, like, Walmart. Yeah, that's really easy to find. Yeah. Really easy to get. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's the weirdest thing, and the match sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. The match was really bad. I don't like. It's crazy. Like Vince, at first it was Yokozuna, then it was Mabel. He was obsessed with these really, really big fat guys who really couldn't move that well. Yeah, and and like even when Brett finally beat Yokozuna at Mania Ten, like it was because Yokozuna like what slipped he or missed, something. He missed the. He fell off the top rope, or yeah. middle rope. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was pretty bad. Uh, this match is crap, and then it has that weird finish. I mean, maybe if Luger like, maybe if Luger had won the actual title, this would be further down the list. It oh wouldn't yeah, be as bad. It would still be. It wouldn't be as bad. No, I mean, what what really puts the the cherry on top of this match is how confusing that ending is. Because mm-hmm. later on, he Luger would co win the Rumble with Brett. And they'd each take on Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10. Again, a really confusing That thing. made zero sense. Um, where he would lose and Brett would win. So I don't know if it's a situation where Vince was trying, was trying had cold feet about putting the belt on Luger. But I don't know. Yeah, no, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. No. Not a, not a lick of sense. I don't know, man. I mean, you look at... I wonder when Luger found out if Luger ever thought or if he was ever told he was going to win the title... And then if you, like, the day of, just like these days, the day of, and yeah. say, no, I'm not going to do it. Cold feet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Vince was, like, looking at his two guys and, like, man, these are my main eventers, really? I got to rethink. I got to rethink things. You got to rethink everything. Vince isn't doing it right. Anyways, let's move on. Number two. Two. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Hey, I feel we like saw we just one. saw this we one. We just saw that one. Boy, I was, uh, uh, where was I? It was on Friday. I was not watching it live. Uh, I got on Twitter a little bit later in the day, probably around noonish, and I saw. Oh, let me take this picture off. And I saw people like shocked that Goldberg was still alive. Yeah. And then I watched uh, one of our friendo Stephen Fenders posted the last minute of this uh, match on his Twitter account, and I saw it, and it was shocking at how like bad it was. And people are there's people are talking about all sorts of stuff. Man, Goldberg's bleeding so bad. Goldberg is barely even on his feet. Oh my God, that tombstone! How's he alive? It sounded like the craziest, weirdest thing ever. Yeah. So it starts off pretty strong, actually, relatively strong. Uh, Undertaker uh, punches Goldberg. Goldberg bounces off the rope, plays out Undertaker with a spear, then hits another one. Then Taker kicks out. Um, things start really going south when they do uh, the ring post spot, where generally someone 
is charging towards someone that's in the corner. That person in the corner moves, and therefore Braun Strowman does it every match. And then that person charging hits their shoulder on the ring post. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldberg did something comparable, but instead of hitting his shoulder on the ring post, he ran full speed and hit his head into the ring post. Yeah. And the little little cutting in his head from bashing his head against the door or locker backstage started pouring out blood. Mm-hmm. He was out. He was gone. He was out. He had no legs under him after yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, and then after that is when things started really going bad. Yeah. He could seemingly barely stand up. Uh, we saw that tombstone spot where I don't know the particulars of what went wrong, but Goldberg got dropped on his head. Yeah. Um, and didn't tuck his chin. Nope. Um, and then we had that ugly, ugly sequence to finish the match where Goldberg hit something uh, reminiscent of a, a jackhammer, but couldn't get Undertaker up all the way. Undertaker it was like just what about I dropped I figure a jackhammer might look like if I tried it. Yeah. yeah. Same here. <laughs> and then Taker kicks out. For some reason, they decide to do a, a tombstone spot where Goldberg picks up Undertaker, <laughs> and then Undertaker reverses it. Yeah, they both fall. Yeah, uh, Taker hits a choke slam. I saw this spot. These guys named Okada and Omega did, where they just do a try to do a. They tombstone. did a circle around the whole ring, reversing <laughs> tombstone. Let's do that, Bill. Okay, we'll do that, Mark. It's an honor to fight you, Mark. Yeah, it didn't that didn't work out at Collapse. all. Collapse. Gosh. <laughs> I still yeah. really want to know. I mentioned this on our, when we talked about it on our Monday news show this week. Yeah. What Undertaker had to say to Bill after that jackhammer spot? They're not all gold, Berg. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There was like, a bit of dialogue going back and forth there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And, and Undertaker looked like he was in pain. You just ended my career. You just dropped me on my head. You dumb bastard. Anyways, there was one main event in WWE history, Larson, that was actually much shock, more shockingly bad than that one, though. And we're going to talk about it right now. Number one. One. Hogan versus Sid, WrestleMania 8. If you had told me that this was uh, Hogan and Sid's first match ever, yeah. like in a wrestling ring. Right. After training. Right. I might have believed that. Right. But this is Hogan's retirement match. Uh, well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It wasn't, obviously, because he, no. he was at the following WrestleMania. Correct. This is WrestleMania 8. Yeah. Uh, they did the same spot twice in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the most rudimentary, <laughs> yeah. basic. They were practicing their fundamentals. Yes. Mm-hmm. B- which were still weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> match, it's, it's, it's shocking. But shocking. this was for the world title, so. You no, know, it wasn't. It's, oh, wow. No, it wasn't. It was a main event, though. It oh, wasn't for the world title. Goodness. That was what the Randy heck? Savage and Ric Flair what earlier show, which was a stellar thinking? match. That was a really good That's match. a stellar match. And why wasn't that the main event? Because Hogan wasn't in it. <laughs> That's why. My favorite part of this match isn't even in this match. It's the interview that Hogan gave in his shoot voice preceding this match, talking about how it's his retirement. And then a year later, he's still there. He's, he he <laughs> he returns to take the title from basically Bret Hart. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. I know he took it from Yokozuna. He took it from basically Bret Hart. from Bret Hart. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, everything is. If their performance, Hogan Sid's performance, wasn't bad as it was, mm-hmm. you have the finish. Oh where, yeah, no. Well, uh, who won this match? Uh, Hogan by disqualification. <laughs> but here's the thing. So Hogan hits Sid with a leg drop. Papa Shango was supposed to come in to break it up. He <laughs> what was. We think. Where did you get that info again? I remember hearing that a while ago. Okay. That he was supposed to go in and break it up. That Sid wasn't supposed to kick out. Uh, Papa Shango was supposed to interfere, 
and 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 uh, cause a DQ there. Yeah, but I know I, 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 we've heard that's been contested in some respect, but I don't remember what it was. Well, it's contested by by me just watching the match and seeing Papa Shango came out literally Way three minutes late. later. I mean, that's what I mean. That's the contention. Anyways, Harvey Whippleman, who was Sid's manager at the time, gets on the apron. Hogan tosses him into the ring, and that's what causes the D- DQ. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. No. And then yeah. Papa Shango runs down. He and Sid well, start runs. Yeah, that was one of the weirder things. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, he, he ambled. Yeah, down. He, he, there wasn't a whole lot of urgency. No, there. He's wasn't. like, I already missed my spot, so <laughs> I'm take my time. At this I point. thought, I thought it was going to be Hogan hits the leg drop, and then Harvey Whippleman does Maybe. something, hops on the apron, distracts him before the pin or something. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Anyway, Sid wasn't supposed to kick out, is my understanding. Right? Yeah, of course not, because it's leg drop. And I always heard, I had heard the story that it was it was Papa Shango who was late making the save. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe maybe he was sent out late because there's no way. Like he, it was literally minutes later. It was at a huge dome too. Is it the Hoosier Dome? Yeah. So you can't just you know be like, all right, leg drop, go out there. Yeah, you're gonna be way late. Yeah, you, you, have, have, to, you have to get like yeah, you need a map to find your way from the entrance all the I way know, to the ring. It I was know. huge. So then Papa Shango and Sid are beating up on Hogan, who runs down Ultimate Warrior. He's back. Oh man, yeah, huge. And he makes the save. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be I guess the passing of the torch moment. Between Hogan and Warrior, because this is Hogan out the door and, and the Warrior, Warrior somehow getting like his another, foot back in there. Yeah, another passing of the torch so, two years after the I first know. one. So it's a horrible match. It's literally like two guys who are just learning how to wrestle. That's what it looks it like. It really does feel that way. And, like, yeah, the finish is absolutely bizarre because, yeah, like you said, DQ finish, Warrior comes back, and in the end we get Hogan and Warrior standing in the ring together. And, yeah, like you said, it's, it feels like it should be maybe a passing of the torch moment. Um, because of course Hogan could never have a passing of the torch where he loses. No, I mean he tried that two years earlier. Well, initially it was supposed to be Sid was supposed to take Hogan's spot. Mm-hmm. They wanted Sid to be the next huge babyface, but he just preferred to be a heel. And he loves softball. He loves softball. And if he was the next huge babyface, that'd be a, a major commitment. You know, if you're carrying that belt, you're on all the house shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sid's got one commitment. Yeah, softball. That's a softball man. That's softball the, that's diamond. The diamond baby. That's his true home. <laughs> Oh man, I, that's that's those are my favorite. It's the best favorite stories. I know it's the best. Sid loves softball. Well, more than making money. Why wasn't Sid supposed to be at X Y Z? Oh well, it was softball, softball season. Softball. Why does Sid always disappear during the summer? Softball. Softball. Beer league? And he was a beer league. No, I think he's probably higher tier than that. You think so? Yeah. It's not just like chill. It's like you think it's actually like super competitive softball. It's like moderately competitive. <laughs> Do they have super competitive softball that's in yeah. like the recreational ranks? I think so. There's you think so? Different levels. Wouldn't they like just go? Baseball. Wouldn't they straight go to baseball though? No, it's a different skill set. Because even slow pitch softball is a different skill set than baseball. Okay. Do they? Do you think they have ultra competitive slow pitch softball? <laughs> well, not ultra competitive, but moderately competitive. Okay. All right. I mean, I think there's beer league where it's literally no one really cares. Yeah. You're going out there to hang out. Yeah. Versus people who are a little more competitive and want to win or mm-hmm. pretty good. Neighborhood like, leagues. Like uh, Braun Strowman's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He supposedly holds a record for most softball home runs or something like that. You think that's fast pitch or slow pitch? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, we have to do more research on softball. Oh, yeah. We'll just call up Sid. There if we go. ever get sit in for a shoot interview, oh, it's all going to be softball. It's all going to be softball. What position did he play? Third, probably. First. You think it's first? Yeah, because you have to move. You got to take like three He's not st- a shortstop? He's got, no. <laughs> he has to take like three steps to his left to cover the bag. That's it. Right. That's great. And he's got a hell of a reach. He's 6'9". Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's why I think he'd be like third base because like you can do a lot with that. No, reach. see, third no third base is fast twitch. Like if you're gonna get some hard line drives at you at third base, and you'd be able to react like that. Yeah, Sid's not noted for his reaction times. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyways, that's it for now. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. What other shockingly bad matches uh, uh, do you uh, appreciate and want to let us know about? Uh, Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.